Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing Autumn in New York from 2000, like 18 years ago. Uh, directed by Joan Chen and written by Allison Burnett. Now you at home might be thinking, Allison Burnett. Oh, so it was directed by a woman, written by a woman. Nope, Allison Burnett is a dude. Allison Burnett is not only a dude, a terrible dude. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if we've spoken on the podcast a little bit about the Aziz piece that was written for Babe and everything that happened with that and the Me Too stuff, but essentially, um, I found a tweet, like, when I was researching this, uh, screenwriter, uh, I found a tweet that was written by, um, someone that basically said, hot sex tip, if she is sending you mixed signals, and some of the signals are, I am scared and sad about this sex, stop. Great tweet. Yeah. Love it. Solid tweet. Solid, solid advice. Tweet. Check in uh, with your partner. Really good. Um, Allison Burnett, this uh, this gentleman who wrote this movie, replied, I would teach my daughter, if you do not want to fuck a guy, stay out of his apartment with your clothes off. But if you fail on both accounts, when he makes his move, shout no and head for the damned door. In short, he is a pig and she is ill-equipped for adult life. This says a lot about. Uh, I, I'm I am practicing great restraint uh, right now from nope. screaming, fuck uh, this guy, blood curdling scream. But Jesus Christ, fuck this oh, guy! Like oh, and he continues. Like uh, he continues. So somebody was like, "Ew, I hope you don't actually have a daughter." Allison replies, "I have fourteen daughters, actually." And not one of them ever gets naked in the apartment of a man on a first date unless they are interested in him sexually. I know it probably sounds outlandish, almost nutty to you, but so far, so good. Um, what? Like, no, you don't know what they do. And if you do, that's even creepier because you're probably like an insanely controlling I hate him. He goes on. I already hated this movie. He goes on. He goes on to argue that um, she consented to having her clothes taken off by him, which is okay. And then he says, "Letting a man undress you, yes, that's consent, unless you think adult sexuality is governed by the anti Antioch rules." This isn't a freshman mixer at Bard. This is the adult world. <laughs> Oh my God! What? I hope that he like gets hit by a car and he doesn't get settlement money. Um, and I hope he listens to this, and I will stand by that. Um, yeah, that's so disgusting just on so many levels. Like I just and like, and it's some oh God, and it completely falls in line with the way that he depicts women in this fucking movie. Yeah, it's it's so interesting so because like I you know analyzing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to find this tweet, but if you look on the Wikipedia page, it says number of children for Allison Burnett. It says 14. And the footnote is to that tweet where he says that he has 14 <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. That, that feel when you're when you're citing a tweet. That's that's where we live, y'all. Um, Amazing. But yes, this movie has a very <laughs> terrible opinion of women. It is so demeaning in, like, all of the possible ways um, at once, you know, through one character, through multiple female characters, through just the existence of Richard Gere, 
um, I actually like opened my email. Um, at one point, I had to open my email uh, and like look at an email about my Con Ed bill, and that was more pleasant to me than watching this fucking movie. <laughs> like that's where that's how angry it made me. Um, <sighs> like Winona Ryder's there, and I love her, but that that couldn't even save this movie. Um, it's yeah. In fact, it almost made it worse that she had to be in it. Yeah, it's like it's very weird because like this is two thousand Winona Ryder, so this is like right before like the shoplifting. Like I was I was checking this. Like this is like this is Winona Ryder's career on the decline, and I'm gonna get to, and of course we're going to. I'm gonna preemptively say before anyone gets um, another idea that her career being on a decline was not her fault. Like. It was bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she did this. She did a movie called Lost Souls where she played a nun. Um, she did, she did Mr. Deeds, which I think was a film that she, um, she, she shot it before the shoplifting accident, but it was released like during or after. And so, like, after she had her shoplifting incident, which uh, which I admittedly haven't read a lot about, so I don't really know what exactly happened, but I'm just assuming that she was stressed out, and I don't really think it should have been as big of a deal as it was to the point where she had to wait to have a career resurgence. Like, almost. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> rapists that are doing really well in Hollywood. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, she stole a Marc Jacobs bag or something. It was yeah. something Marc Jacobs. I just remember that. Yeah, it was um, just, like, not... It's just not the fact that like this stalled her career for years is ridiculous to me, honestly. Yeah, truly. Um, but yeah, so this was like, but this is like post Girl Interrupted, and it annoys me that she went from Girl Interrupted to there's a, there's a few where she plays herself, like she plays herself in Being John Malkovich, and she plays herself in Zoolander. <laughs> But yeah, just from doing doing Girl Interrupted to doing Autumn in New York, just it's so reductive and on so many levels. And it's almost just like Richard Gere, like was like moving, like in a like it was like he was skewing younger because it was already weird seeing him like fall in love with um, Julia Roberts twice. I mean, the first time it was like. Like I arguably less creepy. I don't know. Maybe it was because I was young. But like by Runaway Bride, I realized why is he leave this young girl alone? Yeah. No. In in um in Pretty Woman, it was like it, it, there was definitely an age difference. But, but there was like I think there was think like a whole Daddy Warbucks thing going exactly, on. Exactly. There yeah. were so many things going on, and there was this Daddy kind of sugar daddy thing. So it just felt more. Yeah, that seems right. Uh, whereas. Yeah, the Runaway Bride. I mean, as we have discussed on this podcast, yeah. we have a Runaway Bride episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I was just like, get he away just, from her. It makes, well, and like, I, you know, it makes me really wonder about Richard Gere as a person because, you know, of course, I'm not going to assume an actor is like their roles because that's not fair. That's the whole point of acting. Um, but when, when an actor gets typecast a lot, I always am curious how similar that is to their personality, if they're just really good at acting that, or if, like, they give off that vibe. <laughs> um, and Richard Gere is typecast as this just, like, winking womanizer who, you know... Just loves young saves women. Saves these, like, sad, gorgeous souls, and it's just... 
and they save him by, you know, whatever, teaching him how to love or some shit. It's, yeah. It's so annoying because it's just every single time it's just like, are you fucking your dad? Like, like yeah. I, I honestly, I hope on the podcast, like, we get to cover a movie where he's actually with an age-appropriate partner just so that I can relax because, like, Richard Gere, like, is such, like, a... That's he's like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, in, like, his character is supposed to be, like, 50 but yeah, I feel like he was older than that when this was filmed. So when maybe this, he wasn't. When um. this movie was released, Winona Ryder was 29, which is a- which actually surprised me, um, and uh, Richard Gere was 51. And uh, what's really interesting here <laughs> is that Winona Ryder is playing a character that is 22, and his character is supposed to be like 48. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, it's like any way that you do it. Also, Vera Formica is in this movie um, playing his playing his daughter. And Vera Formica was 27 at the time. So she's actually younger than Winona Ryder. And she's supposed to be, you know, <laughs> at least 10 years older or maybe not that much older. But yeah, Vera Formica just... definitely looks older than Winona Ryder in this movie. Yeah. And I mean, Winona Ryder, like looks young like she i mean that's kind of like her thing that's her thing like um but yeah i mean they obviously hair and makeup like purposefully made her look younger and then made vera look older yeah because her um, makeup is like very like adult for someone who's supposed to be like in her early 20s Varys? Yeah. 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 That's why <laughs> I assumed her character was supposed to be like maybe early 30s. Yeah. You know, like young, but like maybe. very much woman. Um, yeah. Whereas like. Whereas, whereas Winona's kind of girlish, which makes it creepier. Yeah. Like she's like, she's supposed she's to be 29. She looks, she looks like younger. Like it's like, I she wish. She could I be ha- a teenager in this. Yeah. It's so. Well, yeah. I, I want whatever blood she's drinking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, it's. Oh my god! And this is one of those movies that. Oh yeah, um, I I didn't say much about director Joan Chen. She's great. She's a great actress. Um, I don't know if she directed any other movies. Like I think this was, I think this was definitely her first movie, and I think it was definitely like a taking a chance on a woman kind of situation. And I kind of feel bad that it's this movie because I don't think Joan. Like I don't have anything against Joan Chen. Yeah, like I I shit about I fully. Yeah, I don't blame her. Like, we already talked about the tweets. We know who the monster is here. Okay, okay. It seems her first movie was called, was, uh, I can't pronounce this. It's, it's like X-I-U, like, and that's twice. So I don't know if it's like Zhu or like Zha or like what the scent down. So she actually did one that was like, you know, about an Asian uh, Asian woman, like that's actually the movie that I want to see, and that was in absolutely yeah that was in um that was in ninety eight so I definitely want to see that so that was her so Autumn in New York was her second movie, um and <laughs> and uh I mean I, what I'll say about Autumn in New York is that like it looks like it's supposed to look yeah I mean yeah. That's a good way of putting it. And it opens, you know, with one of those like cheesy things that you have in those songs, like "Let's Fall in Love," like, like, like the only like, other. There's always like people walking in a New York park. The only um. way that it could be cheesier if it was like, 
L is for yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Like shots of the skyline, you know. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, you know, they they have a top build cast here. It's they obviously had enough of a budget to afford that cast. Like it's well shot. Like it's a it's well made. It's just a horrible story. Yeah, because it's just like it's about a womanizer, and like it's a womanizer that's also just like, uh, like he starts the movie by like hitting on a pregnant woman. It's just like, oh, I made her day, and it's like, just like fuck off and die, guy. Yeah, and like I'm not like I'm I'm not here to body shame, but I just don't understand why Richard Gere keeps getting. This is my personal taste. Like I don't think he's not attractive, but I don't understand why. Like, the way that these movies write him is as if he's, like, George Clooney or something. You know what I mean? Like, they write him, like, this undeniable force of handsome. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can see, like, I could totally see it, like, in a, like, yeah, he's, like, a handsome older dude. But, like, they write him like he's just this, like, you know, undeniable force. And I don't buy it. And, like, I already hate his character. So it just makes me more resentful that, like, Winona Ryder is supposed to, like, be, like, blushing all over because this old dude said hi. Yeah, it's so much. Like, and, like, so much of the, like, the opening, like, scenes of the film is just, like, Anthony LaPaglia just being, like, you're a lady killer. The ladies are all yeah. over Anthony you, Anthony LaPaglia is, like, oh, he's, like, his co-worker because, basically, Richard Gere owns this, like, really upscale restaurant that's very popular. And, yeah, and Anthony is, like, his BFF in the movie. And he's, like, always, like, trying to talk him off the ledge and is, like, you got to, like, chill out. Like, you're getting older and, like stop like leading on all these ladies and stuff. oh my god and it's just like everybody's coming to his restaurant like everyone's everyone's wet that's the thing everyone's wet for him and yeah just, like at this restaurant just like yeah just, like, i just i'm surprised nobody like threw their panties like at his face it literally honestly. opens up with just like this intro where like you know like first there's the intro that you mentioned where there's like the song and the walk in the park but then it just goes to the restaurant and richard gear just goes from table to table and like flirts with different women and they're all into him obviously because why you know i'm like they're in new york there's 80 there's so many cute guys (laughs) it's like and you're just all thirsting after this like old man why i don't get it like i understand like okay he owns a cool thing so there's that hip factor there's power but everybody all of these women nah like come on it's just like yeah and almost like he's like also like ignoring this like beautiful asian woman like jesus christ just drop dead gorgeous and just like ignoring her and i'm just like how dare you yeah like (laughs) so bad (laughs) let me in there i'll take care of her right exactly let me date her like what are we doing yeah like yeah and they never return to her she's just there like in this first scene just fuck it man like it and then, like, he, like, sets his eyes on Winona Ryder, who's, like, at her 22nd birthday party, literally blowing out the candles. And she's got, like, a best girlfriend and a best gay friend. And once again, everyone's wet. Everyone is wet. Yeah. For like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, this intro, like, you see, like, Richard Gere make eye contact with Winona Ryder across the <laughs> restaurant. And it's, like, obviously, you know. And, and then, oh, my gosh. Wait, what's her name? The grandma. That actress, I love her. Um, let me see. Um, is it, it is it Elaine Stritch? Yes, yes. Elaine Stritch plays the grandma. 
of Winona Ryder, and she's fabulous. Oh, I, yeah, she's great. She, I mean, she's just a great actress. Um, just, yeah. But, you know, I honestly had this moment. So she walks, so Elaine Stritch, so Richard Gere's been making eyes with Winona Ryder. Elaine Stritch walks up to Richard Gere and is like, hey, you, and it's obvious they know each other, and she makes some jokes about how, like, he's handsome, he's never changed, and he, like, tries to do the same, and she's like, oh, cut the bullshit. And I had a moment where I was like, oh, did they fuck? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. The thing about, the, the, the cre- one of the creepiest things about this movie is that this is a guy who used to date Winona Ryder's mom. Yup. And Winona Ryder's mom is dead, but they used to date. They used to date! Like, he literally <laughs> dated her mom, and he knows this from the beginning of the movie. It's not like a reveal in the middle where he's like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Like, I knew you were young. It's like, no, he knows this from the beginning. Yeah. So, like, that, like, within the first 15 minutes, I was like, I watched this on headphones in a coffee shop, but I wanted to scream. Like, it's so, yeah, it, it's it's really, it's 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 really so much because, like, because, like, you know, like, whenever he's, like, litigating, like, there's a scene, like, a, a scene that should be played for, like, way more uncomfortable than it actually is. Where he's, like, talking to Anthony Lopaglia and, like, his wife. And, like, they're j- and, and Anthony's just like, no, 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 nope, nope. And then Richard Gere's just like, she's of age. Like, and it's just like, she's 22. She's been drinking for a year. <laughs> yeah. And the way that Winona Ryder is presented, like she just, she's not a worldly 22-year-old. Like she's presented as intelligent, but she's not like it's not a 22-year-old who's like seen some shit. You know, like this is a 22-year-old who's like lived with her grandma and like likes to read books and like is like kind of like sweet and sheltered. Yeah, this is like, you know, this is well, I was watching it. I was just like, is, is this like preppy dating? Like I was wondering, like, is it that like, is it that I don't understand this because I am not a preppy white person? Like, is it like, is this some kind of like preppy standard of just like you want to be with an older man? Like, is it just because everything feels like it's weird because I almost want to say it feels chaste, but it's not even that. It just feels stunted their entire relationship feels stunted and childish well yeah because it feels because it's so infantilizing to Winona Ryder's character um it feels like a lot of it is predicated on this idea of her being this pure vessel of like you know the woman is pure and good and the man like makes the moves and the man like is the sexual like aggressor and like and then, of course, there's this age difference, so there's this weird daddy thing. Um, yeah, and it just feels like, it, yeah, and essentially, like, when Anthony LaPaglia is finally like, okay, fine, I'm okay with this relationship, he's basically just like, you know, take good care of her and, like, be good to her, like, be a good, like, experience for her, and it all just feels so patronizing. It's like, so creepy. It's like, oh, train her how to be with men, like, be her starter. <laughs> like, like it's just... It's gross. It's not a, It doesn't feel like a relationship. It feels like he's, like... Just a predatory professor who's trying to, like, but not even that, you know. It's yeah, because he's not even teaching her anything useful. Like, he's not actually, like, he doesn't really have anything to offer. Like, he knows how to run a restaurant. That's cool. That's he, a skill. But and he basically just uses his life experience to, like, make, make excuses for his bad behavior. Like, later on when he cheats on her with Jill Hennessy, which, nice to see Jill Hennessy, um, <laughs> he just, like... 
he's just like, what are you like? He basically like tries to like gaslight her and make it seem like it's childish that she's upset that she was cheated on. And like, it's not childish. You're wrong. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, totally. But it's just like he's like trying to like learn her in the ways of like getting fucked over by other dudes. Yeah. He's. Oh, gosh. He he has this whole the whole movie. Um, he does the thing where he's like, well, you know, I'm just like this. I can't change. I hate it when people do that. Like, yeah. yes, we all have, you know, tendencies and yeah. patterns and, and things that are hard for us to change and like shitty parts of ourselves. But it is a lie to say that you can't work on those. Yeah. <laughs> Such it is, a lie. It, yeah. No, it's complete yeah. bullshit. And like he basically just like acts like it's the mature thing to do to just accept the fact that he's a piece of shit. And like, yeah. that's not like he's like, well, true. you're obviously a naive and stupid. If you can't handle the fact that I just cheat on women and don't respect them. Like, like I just feel like this is Alison Burnett, like talking directly to us. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it really does feel like it's his propaganda about men and then how women should just be these perfect forgiving, like creatures. And it's just like, um, in oh my, he just, that are like he forever also, 21. He also like never apologizes for fucking Jill. Hennessy either he's just like why'd you they're just like why'd you do it because he wanted because I wanted to do it it's just like yeah he's like because I felt like fucking on a roof (laughs) and I'm also like maybe this shows something about me and like I don't know like (laughs) depression and shit like that but I'm just like what 50 year old is that excited about having sex like Dear, like not excited with his with well, his ex girlfriend. Yeah, like like sex is amazing. I love it. It's great. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like right now I wouldn't be like like. I mean, I wouldn't cheat on my boyfriend in general. But like, I wouldn't be like, I need to have sex on this roof. Like, right? Like, like and when so you're fifty strange. and you've been having sex all the time, if you actually love someone, I feel like. I don't know. It just didn't line up. I was like, how is this that exciting that he needs to have sex on this roof? Like, he wasn't on drugs. They didn't have this long, troubled relationship where he needed an outlet. He was just being a dick. Yeah, no, he like, was just being a dick. And it's like, it's like if I ended up on a roof with, like, someone that I used to date and they were just like, let's fuck, I would probably just get off the roof. Yeah, and, I'd just be like, no, dude. And, like, like go bye. smoke a blunt. Like, there are other things it's, that I could be doing. Yeah, just the way he was like, oh, I don't know. It was like... Like, if he actually connected with women, I would almost believe it more because he'd still have, like, an emotional attachment to his ex. But he obviously just uses them for sex, so I was like, I don't buy this. Like... His excuse. Yeah, it's I do so buy annoying. That he would do it, and he's yeah. like, yeah, he's so patronizing. Like, there's a scene. Like, do you remember the scene where he's just like, "When are you gonna stop saying wow?" She says yeah. wow a lot, and I'm just like, "Shut up! Let her say wow." Yeah, there's She's a scene. Twenty-two. Yeah, and I remember that scene. He says, "You're a grown. You're an adult now," which is a very creepy sentence because it's from this fifty-year-old man Mommy, who wow. has been with your mom and is now fucking you. And he's like, "You're an adult now," and I'm like, "Ew!" Like. Anyone you can say that to, like, you should not be having sex with. <laughs> like, where you're like, you just became an adult. <laughs> like, ugh. Um, I obviously hate this movie a lot. Because <laughs> I just had to breathe. Um, but, yeah, I guess, okay, so, I mean, plot-wise, uh, he, you know, comes on to Winona Ryder. And they, basically, he just, like, tricks her into dating him by, like, pretending he had a date for this, um... Oh, she makes hats, of course, because she has to be like the manic pixie dream girl um, who makes weird hats. No shade to making hats. It just felt like another way to make her like really whimsical. 
Um, and he basically asks her to make a hat for his date for this dinner, but then magically his date backs out because, spoiler, he didn't have a date. He's just, like, <laughs> trying to get into her pants. Um, and then she she's, like, very much written as, you know, like, the, like, she's smart. Like, she's, like, she's, like, she she gives him shit. You know, she calls him out on his shit, but she's still, like, totally into him. Um which, I mean, I guess at least they made Winona Ryder's character, like, smart. But she's also just, I just hate it all. Just, she, yeah, she's like, oh, you want to come with, you want me to come with you? And he's like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh, barf. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they go to this thing. Yeah, and they, like, dance. And then he never, he never tells her that he's dated her mom because, you know, it's creepy as hell. He just acts like, oh, yeah, we were friends. <laughs> And I like this is where I'm like maybe Winona's writer character Winona writer's character isn't smart because I feel like I would immediately be like hmm <laughs> like you definitely got with my mom right like like and the fact that she's just like okay you're my mom's friend but now you want to fuck me I'm like what no like alarm alarms like going off um so the plot is basically that they get together. He's an asshole. He's used to just like sleeping with a bunch of women and whatever. She's like, tr they kind of allude to her being a virgin, which is extra creepy. Um, and she gets with him, but then we find out she is sick. Yeah. So that's the thing. She has like a, she has a tumor near her heart is apparently what's going on. Yeah, which is, you know, a great metaphor for, you know, love because it's near her heart. <laughs> her heart. Yeah, and if, and the thing, you know, I f like other movies of the oh, this person's sick genre um reveal it later on. This is revealed pretty early in the movie. It's like after the first time they sleep together. He gives her this condescending talk where he's like, oh, by the way, I'm an asshole and, like, this will never be anything. Just thought you should know. But I can offer you, like, sex and, like, breakfast. And then she goes, I know. And then she tells him that she's sick. And then, of course, that makes him like her more because, I don't know, everything's trash. <laughs> so that's, so the, the crux of the plot is, like, Richard Gere learning like falling in love with her like learning how to like love someone and being angry that she's gonna die and then her like letting herself live but also like oh yeah well i mean i mean he fucks it up because he cheats on her i mean it's perfectly encapsulated and in, in some of these iconic lines when being What's the, w Richard Gere says this, what's the point of being young and beautiful if not to keep men waiting? Ugh. What? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like literally everything else like that you can do when you're young and beautiful. And Winona gets this, she doesn't get many zingers, but like ne near the end when she like gets angry at him for like cheating and it's just like, you're a coward. Like, like, I just want her to be like, I was like, yes. Like when she's yelling at him. Oh yeah. She yells at him. She, she literally yells, you're not good enough. <laughs> and she's right. And it was so awesome. And she's she, right. It was so good. She was like, you're a coward. You're not.
not good enough. And he's like, I'm afraid. And she's like, do you think I'm not fucking afraid? Like, I'm the one going to die. And I was like, yes. Oh, my God. Like, I just, I wanted the last 40 minutes to just be her yelling at him. Yes, like, yes. I would have been like, about that. Because before that, it's just like, she's she just gets, like, such bad lines. Like, she says one line, it's like, I collect antiques. And I'm just like, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, like, when he's like, man. oh, I'm too old for you. But obviously, he's still trying to go for her. And she's, yeah, that's when she's like, I collect antiques. And he's like, oh, and like and like oh my god the talk of her being sick is just like excruciating like at some point I, like i turned to the tv and i was just like somebody somebody on screen says she's sick and then i'm just like how sick is she because it's just so it's constant. so heavy-handed and <laughs> and it's also it's just like i hate it when movies do this and then i feel like an asshole for not caring you know like it feels manipulative of the movie because i'm like this is a bad movie i still don't care that she's sick like yes i like winona Ryder, but i know that she's okay as a person and she is in stranger things she's doing well so i don't have to care about this character (laughs) like um i wanted more of her grandma (laughs) her grandma was like my favorite character because her grandma was just like, Richard Gere, what the hell is pro- your problem? Like, she was just straight up about shit. She, oh my God, <laughs> the maid died 14 years ago, and we just, I just couldn't find anyone else. <laughs> like, yeah, and of course, I mean, like, you know, she loses her daughter, and then eventually her granddaughter, because um, obviously Winona Ryder dies, like, they, they couldn't have had her live. Like, <laughs> it's it's a bad movie, but it's not that bad. <laughs> Like, her living would have not worked for this movie. It um, wouldn't have worked, but uh, can we talk about um, uh, before they have sex when she says this ac- iconic line, if you wanted to seduce me, all you had to do was ask, which is actually a good line, one of the few good lines she gets in this movie, but then Richard Gere replies, that's not how seduction works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, uh, I mean kind of true like depending on like because obviously like seduction is different than just being like hey do you want to go out seduction is insidious it's yeah i don't know but i i took yeah like (laughs) he was just like i had to lie to you about like this date and like you making the hat so that i could seduce you and then she's like you could have just asked me out and yeah He's like, I don't do that. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's so like, oh my god. Okay, so the scene where like we first see like her heart problems like really being bad, I like I had just stepped out for one second. I stepped back in and I thought that they were fucking, and I didn't realize that she was having like a heart attack because it was the way that it was blocked was so weird because he was behind her, she was in front, and she was just like moving up and down. And I was just like, what is happening? And this movie's creepy enough that that seems like how they would have sex. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like she doesn't seem like somebody who wants to have sex. She just seems like she wants to be with this weird dad guy who's like a perv well they sleep like in like when you see them like sleep waking up in bed together like they're in their clothes which i thought that's not intimate um and yeah (laughs) like i mean i guess tech to be technical that never shows them having sex so it could be it does remember that you remember the thing with the mirrors oh yeah that's true that's true it all happened behind the glass so we never actually see we just see like her hand on the glass a bunch of times oh it's so gross I'm glad I didn't have to watch them have sex. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird because he's so old. He looks so old. That's the other thing. Like, he's not, 
like again it goes back to like he doesn't feel like a young 50 you know like there's plenty of people who are like a young 50 and his character is supposed to be a young 50 like yeah i don't think his character is even 50 yet yeah his character is supposed to be 49 but like a sexy ass 49 year old who's like obviously out and about and hot to trot and richard's gears energy feels like a man who's 60 like um just spiritually like not i'm not even knocking like his looks it's just like it doesn't make it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell for me. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and also uh best scene in this movie uh is uh when Rich like so uh so Vera there's a, like a subplot where Richard Gere is like a shitty dad and Vera Farmiga's just like dad I just want to know you and I just want to know why you abandoned me and I just want to know why you're such a piece of shit and I'm just like how dare you abandon this beautiful intelligent woman <laughs> I know so like his whole dad plot like <laughs> um oh, but like Vera Formiga not only shows up to reconcile with him, but does all of the research to find a heart doctor to try to save Winona Ryder, who's a person she doesn't know. All she knows is And that is younger than her and her dad, who never like was around because he just hooked up with her mom and then her mom got pregnant, like is obsessed with. Like I would be like, okay, fuck you, dad. Have fun with your 21-year-old who's gonna die. Most, like, and I'm just like, girl, you are just you're really the MVP because like you're doing more than I would do. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the only reason she does this is because there's, like, one scene where, like, Richard Gere finally shows emotion and apologizes. And it's, like, fuck this movie. Because I feel like the whole movie is, like, look at what a piece of shit he is, but forgive him. And I'm, like, okay, Allison. Is that the name of the, the writer? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, okay, Allison, I see you. Like, and all, but meanwhile, all these women are suffering and they're like, nobody's there for them. Like they're yeah. just supposed to handle it. Like, oh my God. And so enter JK Simmons in the best, like JK Simmons as this doctor. I was just happy to see him. I was just like, hello. Like, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. I was happy. Um, and, uh, the scene where we basically find out that she died is a great, like wordless scene where he just like walks into the hallway and he just like takes off like his medical cap. Oh man, he yes. doesn't even Iconic. say any words. His emoting is perfect. It's it's so perfect. Like that's the thing. This movie, a lot of the movies we've watched have bad acting. This one has good acting. It's good actors. It's just a bad story. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh my god! And then you know she dies, and then he makes her ha- makes her hat into a box and puts a watch in it because I guess she didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, the um. the, the symbolism <laughs> is like I feel like the like the screenwriting process. They're like symbolism. Okay, here's the symbolism, everyone. Like, do you see it? Like, do you like? I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, uh, it's just so it's just such a heavy handed movie. It's so irritating with yeah. such an unlikable male protagonist and such a thinly written female protagonist protagonist like yeah I, I mean obviously I like Winona better than better than Richard Gere but she's just such a fantasy like it's such a creepy like wet dream of some gross man who's like oh I love like let's get a beautiful tragic 22 year old woman to die I'm like no fuck this yeah Ugh. it's like it's real it's 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 some it's real nonsense yeah um so like uh 
I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> We're both like, I've I've probably said more f bombs in this podcast alone than like all of the others combined. Um, and for that, I don't apologize because it is how I feel. But it, it this movie is just so infuriating. It's yeah. I mean, the misogyny in it, like, there's so many flavors of misogyny. Let's let's. It's, yeah, it's 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 like, re- it's real bad. It's it's real bad, and I feel bad that like like I don't. But I want to reiterate that this is not Joan Chen's fault. This is Allison's fault. Yeah, <laughs> like like this script. Like there's just nothing that she could have done aside from tell him to rewrite it. And I'm railing on Richard Gere's character, but I'm not mad at him as an actor. Like I no. do feel like I should clarify. I realize he's an actor. I don't think he is the man who did these things in real life. Like he's just an actor doing his job. Uh, yeah, but I, I hate his character yeah um, and he just i mean it, it is like super annoying that he like played so many of these roles too because i'm just like can you just and then maybe it was just that he couldn't find anything else or maybe this was his safe niche like i don't know his story but like he yeah. just was doing th- he was doing this so much in the 90s and early 2000s it's so irritating i'm c- like and there is yeah there is a part of me that's like man could you like request for a female lead closer to your age you know um, I know that's very rare for a male actor to do that, but that is something that has been done. Tom Hanks does that. Um, yeah. Cary Grant did that. Um, <laughs> you know, it is possible, but I mean, also the storylines that are written are predicated on the age difference. So I recognize that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it just feels like a gross fantasy of someone, you know, in, in literature, in in all forms of media and art, female suffering is like this, like, beautiful fantasy. It's like, look at this beautiful, sad thing that the, is dying. The and it's dying, pale And it's woman. dehumanizing. It's not, it's, you're not actually showing a woman's story or her depth. You're just creating her into the symbol um, that always has to suffer. And then the and then so there's some storyline of a male who is redeemed through that. I just oh like, God. I was like he oh. like learns and he lives on. And that's yeah. totally the scene at the end where he's sitting in the bow with Vera Farmiga and his grandchild. And it's just like and um, Vera Farmiga's dead, but I live. Yeah, and Vera Farmiga is like, um, she's like, wow, my dad and my son. And I'm like, girl, like, I just feel bad for her because I'm like, man, like I. Just yeah. you're excited that he's here, and like I get it, like people yeah. aren't perfect, you know. <laughs> they they made up, like, but it just bummed me out because it's like he did the least and he got the most credit. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any uh suggestion that I could make in lieu of this movie, and I really. <laughs> I don't know because I don't know if there's a version of this movie that's ever really been done well. Yeah. I really hate this storyline. It touches on something. Um, I'm going to say, though, if you want to see something with um, a younger woman and an older man, like if you have to, if you absolutely have to, uh, watch Billy Walder's Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just watch Sabrina. Sabrina's much better. Yeah, like, and I if you want to see Richard Gere, just do Pretty Woman. Like, yeah, like the Pretty I mean, Woman is his best version of this, and they kept on trying to recreate that magic, and it never happened. 
just watch Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry in advance for if you've never seen Pretty Woman, the, the Jason Alexander attempted rape scene. That's weird for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get better. No. <laughs> with age it, at all. No. No. I, yeah, because I watched it a few months ago, and I was like, oh, God, why is this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, next week, I've already decided, because I, you know, when I told people that I was going to be doing this episode, everybody kept on mixing it up with Sweet November. Like, every person that I spoke to was like, do you mean the one with Keanu Reeves and Charlize like Theron? It something about, like, autumn. So they're like, November, autumn. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. okay, well, everybody keeps on bringing it up, so we're just going to do it. We're just yeah. going to do Sweet November. Sweet <laughs> November next week, baby. <laughs> so that'll be our... Yeah, that'll be us trying to push spring, trying to usher spring in by talking about we're, we're talking about autumn and, and fall as a hopes of like moving winter the fuck away from us. And then we'll move away from um, dying white women, we promise. Yes, yes. We'll get back to <laughs> anything else. Don't worry. <laughs> Just hold on, y'all. Hold on. Hold um, on. <laughs> I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye, guys. Bye.